0: Hey, good morning, church family, and welcome back to BUMC Online, the online campus here at Broadway. I'm Lewis. I'm the campus pastor for our online church, and we're going to get started in just a few minutes. I'm really excited to get to sing and to pray and to learn with you this morning as we continue our message series, All Things New with Jason Brown. And remember to grab your candle and a way to light it. You're going to need that in just a few minutes. If you're joining us on bumconline.org this morning, take a second and click on the online communication sheet button that's in the top section of the screen. If this is your first time with us, if you've got any prayer requests or celebrations in your life, or if you've made a decision to follow Christ and come for baptism, this is the place for you to let us know that. Also, all of this is available on our app and at broadwayunited.org forward slash share. If you're in need of pastoral care, call 843-3942 and dial extension 1110. A couple of things before we get started this morning. Every weekday at 9 a.m., we're going to be live on Facebook to do a daily time of prayer. This is a time for us to pray with each other and for each other. On Mondays and Thursdays at 3 p.m., we'll publish a new episode of The New Normal, Tuesday and Thursday afternoons, we'll post a message for our children and students, and then on Sunday nights at 6 p.m., we'll have Virtual Pathway Live right here at bumconline.org. This schedule is available on our website, broadwayunited.org, and on our Facebook page. And this week, we're going to begin a whole new set of growth groups with a bunch of different topics and offerings, everything from the study of the parables and a study around the intimacy with God— Both of those are available on bumconline.org. And we also have several book clubs and discussion groups that are going to take place on Zoom. You can find out more information about these and all the different offerings at broadwayunited.org forward slash growth groups. The best way for you to stay up to date with everything that's going on in the life of our church is to get on our app. All you have to do is text BUMC app to 77977. Now. Grab your favorite morning beverage and let's worship together.
1: We can do hard things, and that's not all. As Romans 5 says, we actually celebrate in seasons of suffering because we know that when we suffer, we develop endurance, which shapes our characters. When our characters are refined, we learn what it means to hope and anticipate God's goodness We are all doing hard things. But we're also all in this season of shaping. Our characters are being formed. We are learning what it means to hope. We're learning what it means to anticipate the goodness of God. We are in the midst of hard things. But hear the good news this morning. In the midst of hard things, God does new things. And we know this is true because we know Jesus because we find our story in his story, because we find our lives in his life, because we face our own deaths in view of his death, and we find in his resurrection our own overcoming promise of new life. This is good news, for if we are being shaped and formed, we are being shaped and formed in the character of Christ himself, the one who suffered and who redeemed all suffering into one great story of saving love for the whole world. And so we light this candle to remind us of Christ's very presence with us this morning. And we join in the words on the screen to join our voices together to speak out our faith in one voice of hope this morning. By the tender mercies of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the way of peace. We come this morning in the hope of resurrection, convinced that nothing in life or in death can separate us from your love in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We offer ourselves now in worship trusting that even now and in every way you are making all things new amen
2: Good morning, church. We are so grateful to get to be here with you today as we join our voices together and speak these words and sing these words that we know to be true. This is how we're going to get through this. This is how we're going to keep our eyes on Jesus. So would you go ahead and stand on up, and we're going to sing Because He Lives. What a great promise to start the day with. So would you sing
3: with me?
4: and his son.
5: Amen, amen. It's so good to be with you guys this morning. So excited to be um, I'm reminding that, you know, for a long time we've it's been kind of easy to think that maybe worship can only happen when we come into this church building. But I can promise you that worship is happening every moment of every day that we are choosing hope and choosing to trust in the strong, matchless name of Jesus amen. in the midst of our circumstances. We are worshiping every time that we gather around our living rooms or bedrooms or wherever you are this morning, and we are choosing to be here in this moment and to lift up the name of Jesus, to put our hope and our trust in our resurrected King. We are still in the season of Eastertide, where we remember that Jesus came, died for our sins, was crucified on the cross, and three days later rose again just like he promised he would, just like the prophet said before he would. We are in the season of remembering that he is alive and he is not limited by anything. He's not limited by where we are or what we're doing. He is, he is alive and victorious and we are bringing worship into our homes. Oh, I'm so excited about that. So this morning, we'll just continue, continue to lift up Jesus. Know that he's with you. He is with you right there. Even if you're all alone, he's right there with you. Even if you're surrounded by your whole family, he's right there with you. So what we're doing is serious work. It's amazing work. Jesus, you are here. Holy Spirit, enable our worship. are pretty good words Uh, but let's lean into them right now death could not possibly hold him he tore the veil the veil that separated us and now all of heaven is roaring and celebrating the victory of our king and we join with them yeah. Jesus, we praise your name. And God, we again come just so grateful for all that you are. God, we confess that we often come just real eager for all the things that you can give us. and God, we often come just to you desperate for your peace. And God, we come just longing to feel your joy. But God, I'm so reminded that you have made us for yourself and you have made us to experience your presence and to long for your presence. And so, God, I pray that we would, Lord, that we would come confessing those things that we've been trying to hold on to apart from you, that we would come confessing that we are restless until we find our rest in you. And God, as we come into this moment where you are making things new, God, we do not want to uh, return to the, the things that were broken and not working for us before this. So Jesus, we are, we are hungry for your presence. Not the things you can give us, but your very presence. And that's not limited to a space, but God, it is right here within our breath. So, Jesus, remind us of your presence that's with us. Holy Spirit, speak to us in these next few moments. Equip us, challenge us, remind us of our story, not the story that we want to write, but the story where we belong, right in the middle of God's story. Jesus, we praise you. We look forward to what you're going to do as you're making all things new. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, kiddos, it's time for your children's moment. So if you want to come in a little closer to the TV, or if you're in like my family, you just kind of like lean in a little more because you're comfy on the couch. Hello, all of my sweet family that's watching right now. I love you guys, and I told you I'd do that. Okay, children's moment right now. Here we go.
6: God's Masterpiece. God is with us. This is Jesus. Hey-oh! Jesus is the Savior of the world and the Son of God. While Jesus was on earth, he taught everyone about God's love. He healed many people from their sickness, performed many miracles like calming storms, and even raised people from the dead. But some people did not like what Jesus was doing. And they put him to death. He died on a cross and was buried in a tomb. For three days, Jesus' body laid in that tomb, and it seemed that there was no hope. But very early on Sunday morning, the woman who cared for Jesus went to go visit his body, found that his tomb was empty and that he was no longer there for he was risen he was alive Woo-hoo! huh hey oh ah! and then for the next 40 days jesus appeared to his disciples and many others and showed them that he was alive and well
4: Woo-hoo-hoo!
6: he taught them that what he did was the only way that they could be forgiven and be with god forever Jesus told his disciples that he did all the things that God had told everyone that he would do, and the disciples understood what he was saying. Yep, that makes sense. He told them that he would send the Holy Spirit, just as God had promised to be their helper. Sounds good. After Jesus had spent forty days with the disciples and appeared to many people, hey, that's yes, it. Yes. He led the disciples to a place called Bethany. Jesus blessed the disciples and told them to go out and tell the whole world about him and the good news of forgiveness and make disciples of them. Then he said, be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Then Jesus was taken into heaven to sit at the right hand of God. Not long after that, the Holy Spirit did come to the disciples to be their helper. The disciples knew that God would truly be with them always. And the Holy Spirit is still with us today, for Jesus promised that he would be with us to the end of the age, and he is.
2: going to read some of that same story from the books of Luke and Acts. While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. He said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself. Touch me and see. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
7: Hi friends and good morning. Welcome to worship on this Sunday morning. I'm so glad to be here with you. I sense in you the same yearning that I find in myself, uh, a yearning to get past this moment that we find ourselves in and go ahead and skip to the end of this story, to skip past the stress, to get to the denouement, uh, to move past the stress and arrive at the solution, where everything is happily ever after, and we can go ahead and begin to tell the story of this time. The reality is that we are in a part of the story where the tension seems to spread out, we have been separated our lives have changed they've been upended we've been living in this new normal for quite some time and and as the moment stretches out the the tension begins to build now i don't know when we ultimately tell the story of this i don't know if we will actually be able to give justice to the amount of tension that is building in this moment to to the amount of stress that is beginning to stretch out in fact when I, when I tell the story about my wife and I and how we met and how we dated and how we ended up, of course, getting married, um, I tend to downplay the moment where she said, actually, I don't, I don't know who you are when I asked her out. Uh, I, I tend to sort of skip past or, or go quickly through the time when she broke up with me. And I really don't do either of those moments justice because even if I give them a sentence in the story... There's so much behind those sentences. There's so much um, pain back then behind those sentences. And in reality, this is how we read scripture. We know the ending, right? Particularly when it comes to the story of Jesus. We know ultimately that Jesus will rise from the grave. And so we tend to skip past his death. We, we do this in, in every case, almost, of suffering throughout Scripture. We, we tend to skip past where God's people are in the uncertain or in the unknown and arrive quickly where God paints a rainbow in the sky or, or where people like Daniel are rescued. We rush to these moments rather than marinate in the tension in between. The reality of these pages... Is that most of the time, most of the moments in these pages are God's people navigating the unknown and the uncertain. Most of these pages has people, men and women, just like you and me, trying to figure out, how are we going to do this? This this is the case where in the, in the early pages where Abraham is wandering throughout the desert. This is the case when the Israelites first find themselves as slaves in Egypt and then find themselves wandering the desert. At one point, they actually cry out to Moses, at least we had food in Egypt. At least we knew where we could eat. And then they begin to say like, oh, we had, oh, we had the greatest food. We tend to skip past the moments where the disciples themselves are unsure after Jesus is arrested and crucified. We tend to not read much into the letters that, uh, that are throughout the New Testament, which are essentially early Christians trying to navigate the uncertain and the unknown. It's like you and I are wired to avoid the tension it's like you and I are, are wired to, as soon as we encounter tension, to find some way, as quick as possible, to resolve the tension, to find resolution, to move past it and move on. But the lesson of these pages is that tension is sometimes the way life is. That sometimes tension is what we have to live in, whether we want to or not. Now, throughout these pages, uh, just like us, you and me as human beings, we we find ourselves brought into the tension in different ways. There there are different things that bring us to the tension. Some of them are personal. Some of them we can't control. Some of them are on like a society-wide, worldwide level. There are all of these things that, that push us into the tension, to the place that we would rather not be. What moves us into the tension um, are our troubles, right? Our troubles move us into the tension. These are things that um, these are minor things about our lives that we wish weren't the way things were. So this could be something small, like they're doing construction on a road that I use to get to work, and so my commute all of a sudden is ten minutes longer. Um, this this could be, you know, I I can't handle the people that i work with there's there's a particular person that i work with that i just can't seem to get to have good chemistry with these are troubles these are these are minor things but but could become major things if they if they continue to happen what brings us to the tension not just troubles but trip ups mistakes that you and i make because we're human things that We wish we didn't say or things that we wish we had said a different way or um, something that we wish we did or something that we wish we hadn't done. These are things, these are mistakes that we make, that we are responsible for, that draw us into the tension. What else brings us to the tension? Trials. Long, difficult stretches of time. That we not only have no control over, but we are uncertain when they will end. This could be an illness, whether yours or someone you love. This could be um, a disability. Uh, This could be something significant that stretches out into the future as far as you can see. And it is difficult to figure out when it will end. What brings us to the tension, tragedy, things that strike us that we can't see coming, things that harm us and hurt us that we can't see coming, like once once at a time events, like the death of a loved one, that ripple outward, that affect everything that we can't control. What brings us to the tension? Trauma. Damage inflicted upon you, upon me, from others that we can't control. Emotional damage, mental damage, spiritual damage, physical damage, trauma brings us into the tension. What brings us into the tension triggers things that echo brokenness that I have experienced and maybe not completely recovered from. Triggers that bring us back to the original moment of pain and the pain of that tension continues to echo in our heads and our hearts. Now, we, we don't live in a vacuum, so all of these things, triggers, trauma, trip-ups, troubles, trials, and tragedy, all work together, all exist together to create this tension. And when we find ourselves in the tension, we feel almost as though our our head is being um, held underwater, and we would do almost anything to rise above the surface and catch a breath. The tension that we feel needs resolution. In the tension, we discover our wounds. We discover things that have hurt us. We discover people that have hurt us. We discover systems and, and things that uh, have, have done damage to us. In the tension, we discover our ways. We discover ways in which we find meaning and, and we find our way in the world. And we also find ways of coping. And typically in the tension, we find out that um, something in our ways is, is not quite good enough our coping mechanisms are not quite able to keep up with the tension in the tension we find maybe most importantly what we worship in the tension we find what we put our faith in whether that's a version of god whether that's other people And in the tension, we find that often what we worship is not equal to the task of this tension. We find all kinds of tension in these pages. And we find a God who is up to the task of that tension. We find a God who, through people, experiencing the tension, no matter how they got there, through troubles or trials or tragedy or their own trip-ups or trauma, we find a God who is with them. We find a God who is with Ruth and Rahab and Paul and Moses and Abraham. In fact, in every moment where there is tension, every moment where the tension stretches out In these pages, God shows up. In every moment, God shows up. And that's where the disciples find themselves at the end of Luke's gospel. They are experiencing their own tension. They're trying to figure out what is what exactly has happened here? They, they are hearing the rumors of resurrection. They are navigating the unknown. And they are wondering, what's the way forward? Luke gives it um, just a few words. He says this in verse 36, while they were still talking about this. An incredibly innocuous sentence. But if you step inside the story and let the tension stretch out, can you imagine the tension that the disciples are feeling. They watched their teacher, their Lord, their savior. They watched him die. And now they're kind of hearing maybe something's happening, but they're not quite sure. They're unknown. It's unknown. They're uncertain. And the tension stretches out. And into the tension... Just like every other time in history, Luke says, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. This moment, just like every other moment of tension, God shows up. God shows up. God meets us in the tension And from the tension comes transformation. Now there's a huge difference between release of tension. And we might find like a mini release in the ways in which we cope. And God might bring release. But God also brings transformation from the tension. Jesus goes way beyond release with the disciples and into transformation Jesus says to them, recognizing that they're, they're afraid, they're still uncertain. It's, they're still navigating the unknown. He says this, verse 37, they were startled and frightened, thinking they saw a ghost. Verse 38, he said to them, why are you troubled and why do doubts rise in your mind? I mean, that's us, that's me right now. Look at my hands and my feet. It is I myself, touch me and see, a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. The transformation that God brings about from the tension often isn't maybe a snap of the finger. And, and, it's, and it's not necessarily instantaneous. And I think it only comes when we allow our wounds the wounds that we come face-to-face with in the tension, we allow our wounds to touch the wounds of Jesus. When we allow the tension to bring honesty, when we allow our wounds to touch the wounds of Jesus, transformation begins. No matter where you are in the tension, No matter where you are in transformation, hear these words. Jesus stands with you. No matter where you are in in the tension, no matter what trauma or trip up or trouble or tragedy or trial you are navigating at this moment, Jesus shows up. God shows up. And may Jesus' words to the disciples echo throughout the centuries may they echo in our ears and our hearts and our minds at this very moment would you hear the words of Jesus say peace be with you we find this peace in prayer as we pursue the presence of god so if your house uh, has gotten maybe a little loud a little antsy a little anxious over the course of this time Let me invite you to take a deep breath to bring everybody back together as we pursue the presence of God together through prayer.
3: God, we come to you today with lots of things on our hearts and minds. We find ourselves in a place of confusion and wondering what normal will be, when normal will be. We want to take this time to recognize our struggle Let us take a few moments to name these things and lay them before you, God. Many of us are troubled by the fact that we have no control over what is happening. We cannot do the things we want to. We cannot go to the places we want to go. We cannot get our way in this. God, remind us of our limitations. Remind us that even though we are limited, you are not. Help us to discover release of these things, things that we cannot control. Let us lay them before you. May we now name the things we need to let go and give them to you. These are trying times, trying on our patience, trying on our grace for ourselves and others, trying on our anxious minds, overwhelming us with impatience and uncertainty. This causes us to selfishly cling to our own desires, our own wants, Surround us with your grace. Will you pray with me the words on the screen? Replace our anxiety with peace. Replace our impatience with the ability to find beauty and joy in each day. Replace our selfish desires with a desire to reach out to others, to embrace each other with kindness, and to receive the kindness extended to us. Many of us are dealing with tragedy in the midst of this uncertainty. Illness, loss of loved ones, loss of income, isolation and loneliness, taking us to places of despair and a loss of hope. God, may we be reminded that you sit with us in our despair. God, may we be reminded that your heart is breaking along with ours. God, may we be reminded that in you, we have hope. As we continue to navigate the coming days, we know that we will continue to trip up. We will continue to make decisions we wish we had not. We will think and say negative things that hurt us and others. We will have regret. But God, this is where your grace meets us every moment. This is where we find you in the smallest of things. This is where we find the best in creativity, community, and endless possibility. Open our hearts and minds to our need for you. Open our hearts and minds to our need for each other. Open our hearts and minds to your perfect love. It is in this love that we gain certainty and hope. It is in the knowing that we are loved that brings comfort and peace even when we don't know anything else. You are with us here You are creating a new way forward. You are loving us all the way. Remind us that you are faithful, that you have been, are now, and forever will be. Remind us that over and over again, in the midst of the unknown, in the midst of trouble, trial, and tragedy, is where you bring recreation, redemption, and resurrection. Amen.
2: Be thou my vision, O
4: Lord of.
5: Joy that we have is to raise our hallelujah anyway. So that's what we do in this moment. We really give you highest praise, Jesus.
4: I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies.
5: Oh, wait, before we go on, I need to be reminded to remind all of us that our enemies are not the people around us they are not people who are different from us. Uh, these The enemies that we're talking about here are powers of darkness that are coming against the church. So as we sing this, we're singing against the power of darkness, not against someone who's against us. Just a little freebie right there. As we come together, we come as the people of God. And I raise a hallelujah
4: in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah, louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah, my weapon is to fight for me. a little-
1: to encourage you in whatever we will face in the week ahead. I know that many of you are praying for each other and for our church, for our community, and for our world. And one of the things we're discovering in this season of social distancing is that we actually can be present for one another through prayer. And so keep it up. Another way that we can be present for one another is through technology. We have some options this week, some Zoom rooms, which are places for you to connect with people that you would normally see on a Sunday morning and just catch up with them. We also have some growth group options that are beginning this week. The power of meaning that I'll be leading with Troy Coleman about how we find meaning and purpose in our lives. There's enter the worship circle with Jeremy Vincent about a life of worship and even how to talk about tough things with Katie Adonaisi Barker. I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. You can sign up for those rooms or for those groups at broadwayunited.org forward slash growth groups. Another way you can stay connected to our community is through social media. This week, we'll continue the interview series called The New Normal, which is helping us understand our present moment and also imagine God's future for us And this week we'll listen to a historian who will help us understand how people in the past dealt with what we are dealing with now. I wanna say thank you to those of you who continue to give to our mission of Invite, Grow and Serve. You can continue to give your tithes and offerings through this online platform by clicking the button at the top or through our app by using the button at the bottom. And if you don't have our app, you can text the letters B U M C app to 77977 or you can give on our website at broadwayunited.org forward slash give and now if you'll join me in the words on the screen with this benediction as we send one another out in the peace of Christ as Christ burst forth from the tomb may new life burst forth from us and show itself in acts of love and healing to a hurting world And may the same Christ, who is the source of our new life, keep our hearts rejoicing and grant us peace this day and always. Amen.
2: Would you sing with me? As we prepare to go into whatever this day looks like for you and whatever this week looks like for you, we have one more song that some of our worship leaders worked really hard to put together for you. So, so don't go anywhere. Um, and we hope that, that this song will be a, a source of reminder and of comfort for you this week that we have a God who is a Waymaker and he is always with us and before us no matter what we face. So have a wonderful week and we hope that you enjoy Waymaker.